we learned yesterday, and then we'll get to today, we're having a mind that our learning should be a schos for Rufuah Shleima, for Amy Bastvora, for Michal Aviva Bas Yudis, for Moshe Ben Chepta, for Hadas Bas Ranya, Yosef Ben Minna, right? Okay. Uh, and all else we need. Okay. So what did we learn uh, yesterday? So we started the brand new parak yesterday. Reb Yezer says that it's okay to open up a basis for removing, nullifying a vow as, a, as the Chacham on the basis of the honor of one's parents. And basically, you know, guilt trip the guy or basically tell him, you know, had you known how dismayed your parents would be, would you have ever made that vow? And if he says, no, I never would have made it, then that's a basis to say that they didn't really think it through when they made the vow, and it wasn't of sound mind when they made it, and therefore the vow gets nullified. That's the principle, that's the concept. Chum disagree, they say you can't bring up something like that. We'll see why. Basically, it's uh, sort of one of the ideas that the Gemara will explain is because uh, they may lie to you. They'll say they did, they did regret when they really did it. That's the concept. And that's, uh, um, that's the, basically the idea of what's going on. Okay. Um, one second. All right. Um, okay. Maybe just mute it if you can. So uh, the, the noise. Okay. Unless you have a question. All right. So um, the Chacham disagree, and uh, Reb Tzadok brings down here and says, you know what, <laughs> once you start with the honor of your parents, why don't you start with the honor of God and bring that in? And the, Gemara, the Mishnah response is that if that would be the case, then there would, there would be no vows. We'll see what that means in the Gemara. However, nevertheless, the, Gemara, the Chacham do agree with Reb Lezer, with if it's a vow that has to do with um, the parents, meaning it's like he said, he vowed that I'm not going to benefit from my parents. So then, um, then he would, then you can use the honor of one's parents as the factor in nullifying the vow. For, now, that's one point. Rebbe Ezer brings down an, a second point that you're allowed to use no lot, you're allowed to use a new, unexpected change to say that you didn't really think it through. Um, and to nullify the vow. The Chambas say that's not true, because you did think it through. An unexpected change is something that changed the situation. That's not the basis. That's basically the dispute as far as the safe is going. I'll give an example of this. Guy says, I'm not going to get benefit from this person. Turns out that that person he needs, because he got a new job, now he's the sofa in town, and that's the only place where you can get your mezuzah. So you need you need him, and you had not, no idea. Now, that was certainly a change of situation. Um, according to Rebbe Liezer, that's enough of a basis to nullify the vow. According to the Chachamim, not. Um, or you became a mechotent with this guy. Some, same, situa- same thing, a brand new situation. Another example, a person makes a vow not to benefit from a specific house, and then the house becomes the shul. They build the shul in the house, so he needs to, he needs to go there. Um, or... Um, and, you know, and he, had he known that it would become a shul, he never would have made the vow. Rabbi Lezer says all these things are valid bases to nullify the vow, and according to the Chum, not. What does it mean when the Mishnah said, Im by What does that mean? So we saw two opinions, and it's very important because it's relevant to how you understand the Chacham. 
Rabbi Abai's opinion is that if that be the case, then the Dharam Arn could be Nitar Yafe. What that means is, is that they're not gonna uh, they're not gonna really mean when they say that, that they never really they they never thought it through and they regret having made the vow. That's they're saying it not actually because that's the case, but because they um they're they're, uh, they're basically they they're embarrassed to say that they uh, that they don't uh, that they don't respect God. They're embarrassed to say they don't respect their parents, and that's the concept uh, as far as the bias is concerned. Uh, according to Rava, um, the issue is is that if that would be the case that you could bring in Kfaramakam, well, that would cover for all vows, and uh, basically um, you you know then. The the if it's since it's covering for all vows, it's gonna now nobody's gonna need the chacham anymore. They're not gonna bother going to a chacham. They can just say, oh well, had I thought this through, I never would have made the vow. And they're gonna be matter their own vows, not having realized that there's a little bit of a nuance to it. You can't just you know nullify based on uh, based on whatever you think. And if it's something that's so basic. They're not going to go to the rabbis anymore. So that's the issue. That's Machlok Zabaye and Rava. Gemara um, brought down the case where the Chacham agreed to Yezer. And they said that, you know, that they agree in a case where it's something that relates to the parents that he made the vow. Then it's okay to bring up the honor of one's parents. Now, the reason that fits very nicely with Abaye, it, it dovetails nicely because since the easy, idea is that there's no vows uh, that were, would be nitar yafa in this case, but here this guy is obviously not too embarrassed to say that uh, you know that you know I you know I thought it through and I knew how they would react and I still did it because I'm angry at them or whatever it is. And the reason why he's not going to lie is because the whole nature of the vow in the first place is obviously he's not that type of a person. That's, you know, he's a chutzpinyak. He's a That's what kind of person he is because he made the vow in the first place. Um, so it kind of makes sense that now it would, if he says that I had I realized that I never would have made the vow, we can expect that it would be an honest answer. As opposed to Rafa, um, who says that Nevdarim won't be Nishal Chacham, so that's the same issue over here. Why would it be a difference? Why would it make a distinction just because it's something that relates to the parents? And the answer is, is that uh, since when it doesn't relate to the parents, I can't use it and I do need the chacham. So when it relates to the parents, so then, uh, so then I'm still going to make it a habit. It still stick, stick to my habit of going to the chacham to free me of the vows. And that's the story with that. Okay, that brought us to the next tip, next issue, which was the question of Nolad. Can we bring a new circumstance that's unrelated, that, that was unexpected as a factor? So we find uh, so we, what's the Gemara is explaining the basis for Rebbelezer that it comes from uh, Rav Chizda says that it comes from a pasuk. The pasuk says you have to really re- remember the, the context. But Moshe Rabbeinu went to Midian. He ran away from Egypt. From Egypt, he was afraid for his life. Um, and when he, and uh, and then he swore to stay with Yisrael. So that oath was uh, based on the fact that he was afraid to return to Egypt. So he swore to stay there. Now, what happened was, uh, uh, so, so what, uh, what happened was is that Hashem told him to go back to Egypt. It's time to save them. And he said, God told him, All the people who want to kill you are dead. Now, 
this uh, this idea that Misa is a, is a is is an olad. It's something that's a new thing. And the fact of the matter is, what God is doing here is He's telling Moshe that you know, I'm, I'm I'm giving you I'm I'm giving you a pesach, an opening to be matir yoneder to free you from that vow. Um, so so he teaches us that that you can open up with nolad. Um, okay, so what's the and the chacham, So the Gemara says, okay, what's the logic of the chachamim? Um, so the answer is, is that they hold um, that uh, uh, that 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 pasuk is not talking about death actually, because the people who wanted Moshe Rabbeinu dead were Dasan and Aviram, and Dasan and Aviram were uh, Dasan and Aviram were were. Were alive, alive. They were they were fine, and the proof is is because we use the word needs him anytime you describe dasan. It means dasan avirim, and not only needs him as as Rabbi Shem Ben Yochai explains, but nitzavim also always refers to um, dasan avirim. So they were alive and well already still at the time of the rebellion of Korach, because they were there. Okay, so they never died. So what does it mean that they died? They didn't die. They just went. They just became poor, and therefore, they're, you know, the danger is gone. Um, since they're poor, they lost their influence. And once they lost their influence, nobody's going to listen to them. They want Moshe's dead. It's like, okay, who cares what you want? You're, you're, you're nobody. Okay, that's the that's the idea. The point being is, get um, and and uh, be, getting poor is actually not. Uh, uh, is 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 not a, a, a nola that that happens. People, you know, there's a circle of life. People can be at one one point in time. It's a common enough story. At one point, they're on the top of the world. They're very wealthy, and then, you know, the wheels of mazel change, and now they they become poor. That happens quite quite regular. So that's the and that's the idea. And then we ended off yesterday's daf with the, describing the four people who have this quality. Um, one of them, Rabbi Shulman Levi, says is somebody who doesn't have children, and that's a pasuk by Rachel that she says, "Havli banim vim ayin meso nochi." So it says, "If I'm dead," and we said somebody who has saras, and we learned that from Alnati Kames, which is Moshe when he daven on behalf of Miriam, that you know she, that she has saras, that she shouldn't be like a dead person, and we have a pasuk in Echa that describes that when a person's blind, uh, that I was, I was, I was, I was. Put in a in a dark place, can may say olam. So we see that being blinded, not being able to see anything, is also considered as if we're dead. So those are the four, and that is where we left off yesterday. So that's the review of yesterday's daf, which brings us to today. So let me just stop the and switch.